Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more R slash the butthole. <laughs> I am back from holiday, and I'm so glad to be back. And I know it's only been like just over a week, but I really missed being behind the mic and talking to you guys and getting involved with the channel. So I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for looking after it whilst I've been away. And let's just crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story is a cheeky one we covered a couple of months back, but now it's coming with an update as well. So we'll read the original story, then we'll cover a couple of comments, then we'll go to the update. Timestamps will be in the description, so please feel free to use them if you want to skip the original story and get straight into the update. It's up to you. It's all up to you. And let's crack on with it. Now, our first story comes from a throwaway account, and it's from a throwaway bride saying, Am I the asshole for refusing to give up my dream wedding dress, though it means my fiancé's family will not attend? I'm in a lot of turmoil right now, and it feels like everything is falling apart. I have never had a great relationship with my future mother-in-law. It isn't terrible, but I can sense that she doesn't like me. My fiancé is very close to his family, so there has been some tension. I didn't invite mother-in-law wedding dress shopping because of our relationship is awkward, but I thought I'd show her a picture to make her feel included. My dress is a beautiful flowy beachy dress, but not technically a wedding dress and could be ordered in color. I bought it from a small local boutique that we both love. Mother-in-law said that I can't wear the dress because she bought the same one for her 50th birthday, which was two weeks after my wedding. Mother-in-law does have the dress though in a mint green color. There is enough detailing that it is still clearly the same dress and she has the receipt to prove she got it first. Lavish birthday parties are a thing in our circle, so I know she has invested serious time and money into this party. I said I'm going to still wear the dress, despite the fact I could easily return it with no loss, because I didn't do this out of malice and I love it. Mother-in-law said if she wears it two weeks after I do, everyone is going to think she is pathetic and copying her son's wife. I said sorry, but not really my problem. Everyone has gone crazy since I said that. His entire side of the family and the friend's mother-in-law invited have all backed out of the wedding. So like 15 people and it will be noticeable. His sisters were supposed to be in the wedding party on his side, but dropped out and have blocked him on everything. His stepdad won't talk to him and he says he regrets raising him and he isn't a real man because a real man would stand up for his mum. His bio dad is even in mother-in-law's side, which doesn't surprise me because they are good friends. But he called us up to shame us the other night. My fiance is hurting and found out his family had a big beach day and invited everyone but him. He called mother-in-law and they talked but didn't come to a resolution. She said if I refuse to do the right thing, the only answer is no one going to her party can go to the wedding. He tried calling sister-in-law and found out she blocked him. He is mad at me now and feels like she had it first. Edit for some info. Mother-in-law has never acted like this before truly ever. 
She's extremely laid back, doesn't show emotion. Not really attention seeking, which is why my fiance is so confused. At this point, I think the relationship with his sisters and stepdad is beyond repair for now, and I am scared to have them at the wedding. To all the people saying I should wear it to her birthday, lol, but I'm banned, and her ex has already promised to act as a bouncer. Not that I'd ever crash it. Final edit, my dress is going back and I apologize to her because I can't understand it, but something deeply hurt her. Mother-in-law and my fiance are talking for the first time in over a month. She seemed exhausted and sad, but maybe there is hope. I really don't think stepfather-in-law or sister-in-laws will ever get over this, but we will see. And I think I remember thinking along the lines of and reading back about an everyone sucks here, mainly for the way they're all treating each other as a family, that maybe there's something deeper there because whilst I remember some people saying, you know, she did get the dress first and if it was the other way around, you'd expect her to change her dress. This all seems very extreme. And even the edits say, you know, this is totally out of character for her to be doing this. But the fact that, you know, family members are willing to miss a wedding over this, over having the same dress just seemed absolutely insane to me. But let's cover a couple of the comments. Then we'll move on to the update to see what happened in the end. Even though the edit said, you know, she was gonna take the dress back. I'm assuming more has happened since then. But Raymond Beaumont says, you can wear whatever you want, but at some point you might need to think if the dress is more important than your wedding, because it seems like that might not happen at this point. Edit, everyone acts like this is just normal behavior for mother-in-law and is a slippery slope. If you don't wear the same dress as her, you'll always be under their control. While OP has repeatedly stated there has been no issues and this seems all to be about this exact situation. If mother-in-law had written the post, would people be, if she wears the dress, she will always start wearing the same clothes as you own? Of course not, because that's ridiculous. Things can happen. That doesn't mean that they will continue to happen under different circumstances. Some people writing comments here are more dramatic than mother-in-law and her family. Terra Farmer says everyone sucks here. All of you sound difficult except possibly your SO, who is caught between a bunch of self-righteous entitled people who don't care about the damage they do. Grundle Stiltskin says, everyone sucks here. To be honest, you kind of walked into this one by purchasing a non-wedding dress from a local boutique that the two of you both like. There was always going to be a distinct possibility of something like this happening because of that. Maybe you could suggest going dress shopping with your future mother-in-law to find her a new dress for her birthday. 50th birthdays are kind of a big deal. Not like a wedding, but still a significant milestone. So I understand that she wants to look nice for it. And there's probably a good chance that a large number of the guests at the birthday will also attend your wedding. And she's not totally out of line for thinking people might say she copied you. But again, you are the one buying your wedding dress from a local non-bridal boutique. So you were running the risk of buying something that other people would want to wear to non-wedding events. Honestly, I think the main issue is your mother-in-law has in the fact you didn't invite her to dress shopping and also are brushing her off rudely by saying, not my problem. Not the fact that she had the same dress as you. And let's have one more before the update from Atermus1860 who says, everyone sucks here. You're all sacrificing relationships over a dress. No one here is in the right. The only one here, not an asshole, is your fiance caught in the crossfire. Now let's move to the update to see what that says. So update. So I posted here a few months ago about my mother-in-law wanting to wear the same dress to her 50th as I bought for my wedding. She did have the dress first and receipts to prove it. I got a lot of mixed feedback and ultimately decided to return the dress. It clearly triggered something massive for her. 
We got married a month ago and mother-in-law did agree to come after originally refusing. Stepfather-in-law, the man who raised my husband, would not be swayed and sister-in-laws have blocked him on everything and did not want to hear it. I kind of wondered if she was going to pull something crazy, which isn't really her style, but this whole thing has been crazy. She was very quiet and just hung out with her ex. Mother-in-law and my husband have talked a little and she just isn't in the mind frame for a relationship right now. She is extremely hurt and I don't get it, but she obviously needs her space. She barely spoke during the wedding. I actually reached out to stepfather-in-law, which probably wasn't my place, but he said we didn't see her sobbing in his arms. We can't get what we did to her. I know I got a lot of pushback on my decision to return the dress and people saying it's just a birthday, but it really isn't. Yeah, she might get one every year, but a massive party for her 51st just seems a little odd. I remember my mum's 50th and how much she put into that. It was like a wedding. Mother-in-law invited us to her party after uninviting us and her ex pledging to play security. Ultimately, we decided not to go because of how angry stepfather-in-law and both sister-in-laws and stepfather-in-law admitted he was uncomfortable at the thought of seeing us. It was too much for my husband to see his whole family there. She had her party over the weekend and yes, I social media snooped a bit. It looked great. She looked really happy. I'm at peace that I didn't get my dream dress. As for us, my husband is going to therapy to heal from the grief. He has realized he needs to respect his sisters and they are serious. The young one broke down sobbing and said, I did the right thing, but he didn't do anything and she can't forgive him for letting their mum get hurt. I still don't totally get it, but it's okay. Mother-in-law doesn't express feelings. So for some reason, this was a hill to die on. She doesn't seem too interested in the relationship, so they have the occasional text, I guess. And everything's over. I'm happy she has a good party, and I'm looking forward to my husband healing and the rest of our lives. And I came out of this update feeling like probably many people confused more than anything. So I went down to the comments and I found like a string of comments that were going through it. So we're gonna go straight onto it with Kari Katora who says, nice update OP, but if anything, this makes me even more confused as to what the hell even happened on that side of the family. It sounds like you did something horrific, like murder her pet or cause her to miscarry or something traumatic as all hell, not threaten to take her dress. Almost makes me wonder if she's terminally ill and you don't know, and this party was supposed to be a huge hurrah because she wouldn't see another one or something weird. To which OP says, I think I triggered her PTSD. I really hope this was a wake-up call because there is a lot buried there. The Bay Havens replies that saying, that's not really enough. It may have triggered her PTSD, but her sisters and husband all reacted the same way. Something is missing here. OP replies again saying, she never asked for anything. Her husband and daughters just snapped, I guess, because this was the first thing which really seemed meaningful to her. She's really chill in general and all three of her kids thinks she was the best mum, even if my husband kind of hates her at the moment. They knew the backstory and the PTSD and they were the ones who saw her sobbing when she never shows any weakness. They all think I tried to ruin her huge once in a lifetime milestone. I wish they were open to talking about it and could explain it better. None of them were fans of me to begin with. So I guess it was easy to make me the villain. To which Think Bilbo comes in with, in your original post, some of your comments shed light as to why your mother-in-law and family are reacting this way. You said, and quotes, mother-in-law has been bullied and called a whore and a liar and pathetic her whole life for things totally not her fault. 
You also mentioned your mother-in-law was worried that if she wore the same dress to a big party two weeks later, everyone is going to think she is pathetic and copying her son's wife. And your response was, sorry, but not really my problem. Were you aware of her severe emotional abuse before saying it wasn't your problem? If so, your original response was callous and honestly, her family is doing the right thing by protecting her. You said they snapped, but if someone in my family was triggered in this manner, then I would absolutely do everything in my power to support them. From your other comments in the original post, it sounds like you understood this as well but you seem to be making subtle comments that imply you still don't understand why they are reacting this way. It's not about the dress. It was about the potential of your mother-in-law reliving past abuses she and her family were worried about. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Obviously, the update is a bit confusing, but then we got some additional info from comments that they were said in the original post afterwards. <laughs> bit confusing, I know. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Electronic Professor titled, Am I the Arsehole for Calling the Police on My Client? I, 28 female, do babysitting on the weekends to make some extra cash. There is one family I definitely should have phased out by now, but the kids are cute and if I don't have another job, it's easy money. My issue is the mum is never home on time. She used to not give me return times, but I finally started asking as it made it impossible to get anything done on the weekends. I'd go babysit so she could go to brunch and she'd be gone from 11am to 7pm. My whole day was gone. After that, she'd start giving me times, but never stick to them. She wouldn't even call to tell me. She'd just stay out. On Saturday, I got to her house at 6 and she was supposed to be home by 9. I told her she needed to be on time because I had plans to go out with friends. I was even getting ready at their house after I put the kids to bed. She promised, of course, 9 rolls around and she's not home. I call her, no response. Text, no response. Another hour, nothing. Still calling and texting. Finally, it is midnight. By this point, my plans are long ruined, but I'm pissed and exhausted. I call her and leave a voicemail saying if she's not home in the next hour, I'm considering the kids abandoned and calling the cops. I also text her this. I try calling her 30 minutes later and it goes to voicemail on the second ring. I text her again and she leaves me on red. If she had reached out saying, hey, I'm staying out until X time, I would have stayed. I don't know any of her family nor the father of the kids, so I can't call them. I gave her a grace period of 15 minutes and tried calling again. Finally called the cops, non-emergency line. They showed up and I showed our agreement in text from earlier in the week, confirming that she'd be home by nine. They tried contacting her, didn't answer. I was dismissed and they took the children to the police station. I go home and go to bed. I am awoken at 3am by a frantic call. It's her. Where are the kids? Why am I not here? I tell her I followed through on my threat. Check the police station. She cursed me out. I hung up and went to bed. The next day, she sends me an essay saying the kid's father was called and there's a, a DCF investigation launched against her. She called me every name under the sun, but I didn't think I was wrong until I spoke to a friend with kids. She said I should have just waited it out and refused to ever sit for her again. She asked if her potentially losing her kids was worth me being petty. And again, I sort of wonder in this one, is there more to this that we're missing? Why is she staying out so late? Yes, she's irresponsible and I'm not trying to make excuses for her in any way, shape or form. I'm just wondering what the additional information is. I crave that stuff. But I've got to say, not the arsehole. 
in this situation at all. I mean, how many times did you try phoning, texting? And she's obviously done this multiple times in the past. And your friend saying, you know, you should have just waited out. Well, you didn't know where this person was. And at 3 a.m., then they message you. I mean, hell no, not the asshole to me in this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Situation, but. Drew McGuire says, not the arsehole. One thing I've learned from true crime is to wait 24 hours to file a missing person thing is a myth. She wasn't where she said she'd be when she said and wasn't responding to any communication. She was in fact a missing person at that point. Gothic Armadillo says, not the arsehole. Her behavior is absolutely irresponsible. She deserves a DCF investigation if she can't be bothered to even respond. ETA, if this were like some serious one-time emergency, I'd think, oh wow, a one-time emergency. Maybe she, for whatever reason, wasn't able to get back to you. But no, this is a repeated deal. Jenna responds to that saying, came here to say this. As a single parent, there are several things which are red flags. One, lack of response. Two, what the fuck as a parent am I doing that I'm not responding to my sitter? Three, seriously, what the fuck was she doing not being home till 3 a.m.? Even a date night slash hookup. You were checking the phone to make sure everything is okay. I'm saying this knowing and admitting being a single parent is hard. It's challenging and can be draining, but it's no excuse to be MIA like this. Ecto says, 3 a.m., she notices, to which Opie replies saying, according to her, she was ignoring my calls and since I didn't know where she was going, she just said she was going to dinner with friends. The police couldn't search for her, just call her. Eventually, she came home and saw no one was there. Wondering Icon says, I'm going to go with not the asshole. You gave her warning. She was well beyond the time she gave you to be home. They aren't your kids. They are safe regardless. She should have considered the consequences of her actions. I do hope the father is stable though. That's my only concern. To which Opie replies saying, I don't know him. The kids always speak highly of him, but we've never met. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? What would you do if you found yourself in OP's position? Do you think OP did the right thing or should they have waited it out? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from .infinite7811 titled, Am I the asshole for blowing up when a doctor's office was 40 minutes late on my appointment and they blame me for not answering to the wrong name in the waiting room? at an 11am doctor's appointment. Somewhere I've been before and mostly had a decent service at, except for some care that could have been better from two other physicians, whom I stopped seeing because of those concerns. I was early. I went back to the waiting area and waited at a stop sign and waited to be addressed. The clerk directed me to use the self-check-in, which I did, confirming my name, date of birth, appointment time, etc. 
by the time I was done checking in, I was 5-10 to 10 minutes early. Because I'd been there before, there was no intake paperwork to do. I waited quietly until 11.29, and while other patients who had arrived after me were called back. At 11.29am, I approached the front desk again and spoke to a different attendant, stating that I had an appointment with Dr. X at 11am, and asked if this was still scheduled. They spoke with a counterpart and a medical assistant or nurse. I overheard something to the effect of, of asking if they were 30 to 45 minutes behind. They let me know they'd be calling my name soon. I sat quietly and waited till 11.39am when my name was called. They then took me into the exam room and asked if I left the waiting room. I stated I had not. They again asked me if I had left the waiting area for any reason, with an incredulous tone, stating that they had called my name two or three times and that I hadn't responded. At this point, I became incensed and I was loud and belligerent. I used profanity like fuck, bullshit and fucking bullshit several times through the incident that lasted about 30 to 60 seconds. I told the MA this was bullshit, that he never called my name and I was leaving. They tried to get me to stay, but I refused. In the waiting room, I addressed the clerk whom I had first spoken to, again being loud and belligerent with profanity, asked who had told the MA my name and called two to three times when it hadn't been called at all and again elaborated on how making me wait 40 minutes and then telling me it was my fault and essentially calling me a liar was unacceptable. I asked who I could complain to and whom the clinical director was because I wanted to speak to them. The whole outburst was to my perception about 30 to 60 seconds. I admit I may have some misperception of time during this. They said they would get the director, which surprised me. I calmed myself down. I took some deep breaths, lowered my voice and changed my tone. The director came back and greeted me. The director and the first attendant went back into an exam slash office area to speak and the director sent me to a room where I waited to talk. We had a polite civilized chat. She offered me care with other physicians I wanted. I declined service, stated my complaint, apologized for my outburst and acknowledged everyone makes mistakes but we can't turn the clock back on this one and I just wanted to take my business elsewhere. We concluded the conversation and upon leaving the room, I was escorted out by security. Edit for clarity, the director told me they called the wrong name three times. I was attentive the whole time I was waiting and they never once called my name or anything even similar to it. Just adding this edit here because people keep pointing out in the comments that I left this out. I left it out of the draft on accident because I had a ton of editing to do to get under 3000 characters. Now, from this situation, the way you explained it, I can understand you being pissed off at the situation, but it's one of these ones where I think there's always a better way to deal with it. Sure, you're frustrated and you're acting out of anger, throwing in some profanities. Sure, I, I get it. But is it the correct way to deal with it rather than discuss it like an adult, like you did after this all happened? You could have just went down this path afterwards. Yes, they were calling you a liar and I, I get that. That's what makes this and everyone sucks here to me. They're accusing you of something of like not paying attention or whatever. So I can understand you totally being, you know, upset that they're, that they're criticizing you in this way. But then you're throwing profanities around. And sure, they're just words. They're just swear words. But the way you went about it, you know, you could have dealt with it like you did afterwards with the director. You didn't need to go down this path initially. That's the way I just kind of feel about it. Maybe wrong on this one. I totally get it. But I'm going to go with an everyone sucks here on this. I dream in words says you're the asshole for blowing up at these people. You have every right to be upset for what happened, but using profanity and screaming at everyone is unacceptable. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes or who is actually at fault for the misunderstanding slash miscommunication and you're taking it out on every employee you can get in front of. 
Loud amphibian replies that saying, I mean, don't call people liars to their faces and they won't get upset at you. Feel like that's business 101. Can't touch this dumb who says you're the asshole. You should probably book a therapy appointment next for your anger management issues. Plus, you never mentioned what the wrong name or that they admitted to saying it was wrong. Unique Arachnid says everyone sucks here. They made a mistake and didn't own up to it. And you for turning an inconvenience level five into a level 100 scary moment for everyone there, including the other patients. Your outburst probably terrified everyone, not knowing if you're going to hurt someone or start shooting up the place. Dark Roger says you're the asshole. There's good ways to handle mistakes and there's bad ways to handle mistakes. You took the wrong route to handle this mistake. And one more from Miss Teacher too, who says, you're the asshole, you don't talk to people in that tone. My name is so uncommon, people are always mispronouncing it, even though it's said how it's spelled. But I don't go swearing at people randomly. That's just disgusting behavior on your part and yelling at the receptionist when it's not their fault as well. The person you saw inside had no right to insinuate you were lying, but you can put your point across without yelling and swearing. Plus you'll get taken more seriously if you were less aggressive. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Do you think Opie was in the right to get upset at the fact that they were basically calling him a liar to his face and he acted frustrated and potentially out of anger? Do you think there was an acceptable way to speak to them or not? Or do you think there was a better way? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Commercial Roof 8341, titled Am I the Asshole for Refusing to Swap Airplane Seats with a Mother with Young Lap Child? I-58 female was traveling with friends, 80 male and 62 female, from London to New Delhi on a major airline. My friends were seated in upper class and I had an aisle bulkhead seat in premium economy. The flight was oversold. A flight attendant asked me if I would swap with a lady behind me who had a lap child as she was supposed to be in upper class with her husband, but one of them had been bumped back because the flight was oversold. There were multiple things going on through my mind that I did not voice, like why wouldn't one parent and the child remain in upper class where there is more room with perhaps the parents swapping places throughout the 11 hour flight? Or why not buy three premium economy seats and let the child have their own seat? And yes, I have had three children of my own in a five-year time span and traveled long haul with them when they were young and we always bought a seat for each person, usually in economy. Also knowing by this stage that any of my concerns would be deemed less important than the mother-child combination. I did not explain to her that my bad knee was one of the reasons I chose the seat I did. I simply replied that I did not wish to swap seats. The flight attendant persisted in trying to guilt trip me and I said, so let me understand something. Your airline has overbooked the flight and you are having to deal with disgruntled passengers and you want me to help you out of the company's poor management practices. She replied, yes. I said, I'm sorry, but no, I wish to remain in this seat. When she told me that I could expect to not receive friendly or attentive service from the flight crew and that I better not complain if the kid behind me kicked the seat. I did not argue as I could tell she was trying to provoke me in order to threaten me with being booted from the flight if I did not give in. I remained in the seat. So, am I the asshole for not wanting to swap seats? And to me, not looking into any alternatives, what could be done with this mother-child combo, it's just a not the asshole from me. You know, this is your seat, you're entitled to your seat. Yes, you could have if you really wanted. But to me in this, you were totally right. This was not your problem. This is the company's problem. And I would have totally done what you did in that situation with them trying to guilt you as well. 
and I would be going as far as reporting this person for, you know, trying to provoke you to get a rise out of you if that's what they were doing. And for them to say like, you won't be receiving attentive service and you better not complain about a child kicking your seat. Yeah, that would really piss me off. But let's check out some comments to see what they say. And I have said my piece says, not the asshole. What a cheek from that attendant. She asked and you said no. That should have been the end of it. These people sometimes let power go to their head. She should have never had threatened you. Friendly and attentive servers is what they owe you as a paying customer. I'd report her and make a complaint. She went way over the line in my opinion. Type one error says not the arsehole. Report the flight attendant for threatening you with poor service. Aliwell says, replace that one saying not the arsehole. Also, please report the flight attendant. That airline needs to be aware of the culture their company is cultivating. Threatening to refuse service on a flight simply because you didn't want to give up your seat is absurd. They could have offered you a voucher or offered the woman a voucher for the oversold flight. Ridiculous. Mama guy says not the arsehole. Unless they were willing to refund you the cost of the ticket and let you fly for free, it's not your job to fix someone else's poor planning. The mother behind you could have just left the kiddo with a parent in upper class. Then she wouldn't have needed the extra room. Half plushy will talk says not the arsehole. I would have said you can expect me to take your name and the names of any of your staff who treat me with poor customer service and to report you to your employer and also to report you for making threats. So you were much nicer than I would have been. And Bankshot MCG says not the arsehole. As you say, the airline is the one that oversold the flight. This is on them. Even if you didn't have a bad knee, you have a right to the seat that you pay for. It's not your responsibility to fix the airline's mistake for them. And while it's always nice to help people who are carrying a bigger load in life, I'm unsure why she didn't get the premium seat while her husband came back to your section. Now, what would you do if you found yourself in this situation? And if you were responded to in the same way as the staff treated OP? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and your thoughts on all of today's stories if you choose to share them. A huge, thank you a, a real big thank you for everything you do towards the channel the likes the love and everything whilst i've been away you know i've been reflecting on what's been going on and how lucky i am to be reading stories to you guys and you guys getting involved it really does touch my heart for everything you do thank you so much and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.